It's been another huge week in the Australian travel industry. Virgin Australia has appointed administrators after it's shutting down its chargeback protection scheme. Industry leaders continue to batten down the hatches and we've been warned we might have to wait six months before the COVID-19 recovery starts to hold. I'm Bruce Piper. And I'm Anna Piper. And this is Travel Daily News on the Fly. So let's start with Virgin. On Tuesday, Virgin Australia confirmed that they had gone into voluntary administration. What's going on there? Well, this wasn't exactly unexpected. Virgin Australia's shares had already been placed into a trading halt the prior week and the company had also been reportedly seeking a $1.4 billion bailout from the federal government. Uh, The rumours continued to swirl and then on Monday afternoon, a couple of news outlets claimed that administrators had been appointed and that was confirmed on Tuesday morning. Deloitte external voluntary administrators of the business, interestingly not including Velocity Rewards, which is a separate company. The good news is the business had already pretty much shut down, so they're not flying apart from some minimal, the, the minimum domestic network and some international repatriation flights. And so the administrators are very focused on recapitalizing the business and selling it as a going concern. And initial indications are that there are plenty of interest, interested parties. And their campaign through COVID-19 has been that without them, Qantas would have a monopoly on the the Australian market. Now that they've actually gone under, has this happened? And what does that mean for Australians? No, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, The business is still operating. And just like Qantas on skeleton staff, I think that Virgin's operating about 64 flights a week domestically. They did run a big PR campaign in the lead up to being placed into administration about the benefits of a duopoly and the dangers that fares will rise if there's no competition in the domestic market. But always a long shot, given that it's about 90% foreign-owned, including by some major overseas governments. Look, if we do end up with one airline, and that could be a possibility if the administrators can't sell it as a going concern and they decide to liquidate the business, I would presume that the government will have to regulate pricing to some extent, which Qantas definitely won't want. But lack of competition in the domestic market or international market, for that matter, is the least of the country's concerns at the moment. There are going to be airlines falling over all over the world. In fact, this week we've seen Air Mauritius go into insolvency. South African Airways, I believe, is on the brink. And it's also important to note that when this happens to an airline, it provides it an opportunity to restructure. It doesn't mean that it's out of the air. Uh, we've seen American Airlines, Japan Airlines in the past um, have gone all gone through this and emerged much stronger. So let's hope that that's going to happen. COVID-19, look, it's, you know, the word is unprecedented. We don't really know what the world's going to look like after this. And certainly the aviation landscape is going to be very different. Let's hope that Virgin Australia is still part of it. So what does all of this mean for Virgin customers, staff and suppliers? And what about those precious frequent flyer points that we all store? Yes, well, as I said, Velocity isn't part of the administration. Interestingly, Virgin just paid $700 million to buy back the part of Velocity Rewards that it didn't already own. And in fact, that part of the business made more money than the actual flight operations. Virgin says your points are safe. Don't worry, they're, they're not going anywhere. But they've also suspended redemptions, so you can't redeem them for gift cards or wine. They did have a big rush on redemptions, I think, in the lead up as people were worried about this. The big issue is customers who've got forward bookings. I've heard some estimates saying that Virgin is sitting on about $500 million that people have paid for tickets for future travel. That's a lot of money. And let's hope that that's definitely on the radar at Travel Daily Business Publishing Group. We're owed a significant amount too. And of course, we want to see Virgin in the air again, but we'd also like to see them fulfill their obligations. 
The short answer is we don't really know. And, you know, it, it's definitely a movable feast. The administrators are desperately trying to line up buyers and organise more capital for the business. And let, let's hope that happens really soon. Today's episode of News on the Fly is brought to you by Travel and Cruise Weekly. Travel and Cruise Weekly is Travel Daily's consumer publication that showcases trips and destinations around the world. In response to the corona crisis, Travel and Cruise Weekly is now producing a weekly e-mag called Keep Dreaming to inspire and engage your clients to keep their travel dreams alive. The weekly magazine is filled with stunning photos, compelling features and entertaining puzzles. Check out the latest edition at travelandcruiseweekly.com.au and don't miss the agent toolkit to help you spread the word. Found at traveldaily.com.au under the agent zone. Keep dreaming, travellers. So on the topic of supplier collapses, we saw later this week that AFTA has effectively closed down the AFTA chargeback scheme, which protected agents in the event that suppliers became insolvent. What's the story there? Yeah, ACES is a really interesting scheme, a very clever creation of AFTA and particularly its CEO, Jason Westbury, who managed to, amid the Reserve Bank recent reforms over the last couple of years that forced credit card payments to be disclosed, the credit card surcharges, they managed to get this system in place where a tiny proportion of the credit card surcharge could go to fund an insurance policy to protect travel agents against the insolvency of suppliers. So if a supplier went insolvent, it would mean that any chargebacks by customers that the travel agent was protected by it. Unfortunately, the scheme is funded by this uh, small percentage of each transaction. And at the moment, there are just no transactions happening. So unfortunately, they've had to make the really difficult decision to shut the scheme down. And what does it mean for agents with existing credit card bookings? Look, it's important to note that the scheme is still operational. It's just not covering any new bookings. Uh, so even, for example, if Virgin is liquidated, participating agents in the in ASIS, the after chargeback scheme with Virgin bookings will be covered up to the end of this month. The scheme is going to cease operating, coverage provided for existing bookings, and they will all be assessed through until January 2021. And if there's enough money in the policy, I think it's between 10 and 20 million, everyone will be paid out. But You've got to understand that in this environment, as we said, unprecedented, there may be some massive claims and the payouts, if there's not enough money in the pot, the payouts will be on a pro rata basis. It's not great news for anyone, but unfortunately, just another symptom of how this terrible virus is really affecting the whole economy, but particularly the travel sector. But I believe among this grim news that there is a bright point, something about the Reserve Bank. What was that? Yeah, this Reserve Bank thing is a really great breakthrough by AFTA, which has been working very closely with Reserve Bank uh, for some years, particularly on that AFTA chargeback scheme. In this these unprecedented times, AFTA has managed to get the Reserve Bank to ask all of the card scheme providers, the banks, anyone involved in the whole credit card change, chain to not take the money out of the travel agent's account in the event of a chargeback until a dispute is resolved. In the past, the schemes have kind of a shoot first, ask questions later attitude. And so they take the money and then, you know, sort of all figure it out. And in these current days, we've got people who are, in some cases, not even asking for a refund from the travel agent for, for their future travel, but instead just lodging a chargeback request, the travel agent gets stuck in the middle, the meat in the sandwich, and they get the money taken off them. Under these new arrangements, that can't happen. And 
the normal procedures have to be covered. And in fact, AFTRA has also managed to get the RBA to ask the card schemes to acknowledge that this may take extra time. And it's really a recognition of the unique predicament that our travel agents find themselves in in these COVID-19 times. And what other big things have happened in the industry this week? Well, the big focus on cruises continuing, Ruby Princess, there's been some great news about it and the support that the Illawarra community has been given to it. And Princess has sort of jumped on that. Uh, CEO Jan Swartz said a few things on the news the other night. But more importantly, so it's sailing away, which will help with that ongoing focus on cruise, except that also the New South Wales Police Inquiry and the uh, Commission of Inquiry are still ongoing. And so... That'll provide some more fodder for the mainstream media. I was really disgusted the other night to see on the news how some journalists bailed up Stura Mermel, CEO of Carnival Australia, after he arrived at work in the basement of the Carnival car park. I just thought it was completely unnecessary, shoddy, gutter journalism at its worst. Having said that, I am sensing a little bit of a change in attitude from mainstream media towards Cruz. I've had a couple of travel agents, readers of our publications who've been contacted by uh, some of the TV stations wanting to get some good news about cruise. And I think that as the smoke is clearing, the cruise industry is also getting its act together in terms of getting messages out. The key thing is that, as we know, there is pent up demand. The people who love cruising just can't wait to book again, but they want some assurance that it's going to be safe and that the industry is taking measures to make sure that COVID-19 isn't a problem ever again. And so I think that as long as the sooner the cruise industry can really get those messages out and that we as the travel industry can also promulgate them, the sooner people will be able to be booking. I think that that will really make a big difference going forward. So is there any indication on how long the downturn is going to last? A few thing, interesting things came out this week. IATA put out a survey sort of begging for government support and to build consumer confidence, but also saying that in a survey of recent travellers, about 60% of them said that they would travel as soon as it was safe to do so, within six months of COVID-19 being cleared up. Um, we also had Hello World CEO Andrew Burns uh, telling his members to kind of batten down the hatches for six to nine months and to expect a domestic recovery. First, you know, like anything, the key issue at the moment is that the virus controls the timelines. Something that was fantastic to see uh, on Thursday was that the Cook Islands has been declared COVID free. And all of a sudden, the schools are open, uh, they're back to playing contact sport, uh, churches are open, shops and restaurants. And I mean, can you imagine how great it's going to be when we're all able to do that all around the world? Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep up to date with your daily newsletters from Travel Daily and Cruise Weekly. And don't forget to subscribe. We'll be back next week with more news on the fly.